Hello everyone. I'm Greg. I'm Alejandra. I'm Kimani. I'm Victoria. And, and we're, we're the, the hosts of To Die For. This is a podcast where we evaluate various forms of art. In this episode, we will evaluate the form of art hair coloring in modern society through both a self-influence and a hairstylist clientele service perspective. Have you ever thought to yourself why we dye our hair? Or have you ever been curious about the meaning behind hair coloring and why we color our hair a certain way? Today, we will answer these questions and leave you with the task of taking the time to think independently about the conversation we will have. Through this podcast, we are dying to know, haha, get it? How hair coloring embodies who we are. On today's episode, we are accompanied by two special guests, a student who loves to dye their hair and a professional hairstylist and colors. Before we start rolling, get comfortable wherever you are at right now, expect an interesting conversation and enjoy the podcast. Hello, Ms. Fuentes. Thank you for taking the time to be here with us today. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself, like how you got into cosmetology and hair? Yes, thank you for having me here. Actually, um, I attended uh, Lee High School, and I went through the cosmetology program there, and I was able to graduate with my cosmetology license, and then um, I actually worked at Visible Changes for 15 years, and I've been here at this current uh, salon on Rollingbrook at the Aisling Salon for the last almost five years. As a professional in cosmetology, you have gotten first-hand exposure to the amount of passion and technique that goes into making a client's desired look. Would you consider hair coloring a form of self-expression, and would you perceive it as a form of art? Yes, it's a great form of self-expression, and I guess in order to, you know, feel beautiful and feel confident and do the things that you, you know, want. Um, and it's a great form of art, I, I, just in general, with fashion and uh, even uh, it, it goes, it transcends into even the home decor, everything, all the color schemes, all the trends. It's all part of art. Why do you think people choose to express art through their hair? Is it a motivation, trend, or style? Um, I, w- I think a little bit of both. I mean, all three. Um, you know, whatever makes you happy and motivates you to you know, do your job and still, you know, be trendy Um, and just a little bit of form of your self-image. It's it's all all together. Currently in social media, it has been seen to become a trend for people to dye their hair at home with the craziest colors and heavy amounts of bleach compared to them going to salon and getting it done professionally. Why do you think people dye their hair at home more than they go to the salon? do you think it has to do with their personal expression? Like being able to do your own hair at home and not get critiqued or not, um, I guess, not have to spend so much money because not everybody has a, a big budget to spend. So and, and you don't have anybody telling you you shouldn't do it purple or pink or blue. So it's a self-expression and you're, but it is dangerous as well. So you have to be careful with using bleach and you don't have the proper implements to, clean your scalp and and uh and you have to be careful still so yes how does a hairstylist intersect their own artistic vision with working with a client's vision 
Obviously, when you are given a task of fulfilling a client's desired hair, this is a collaboration between stylist and clientele. Um, consultation, I think, is really important because you can still create and uh, deliver their their desired look. Uh, a good consultation, you can you know be on the same page in a safe way to achieve the achieve goal. So you can still give them their desired look or um, and still do something trendy that shows your work off and all in all it can all look really good together. As you may have heard, Congress has recently passed a bill known as the Crown Act. The bill places a ban on race-based hair discrimination at work, federal programs, and public accommodations. Would you consider this a step forward um, towards accepting the various types of hair and hair coloring portrayed through different ethnicities. Will the passing of the Crown Act give people liberties to express themselves to their fullest? Yes, the passing of this act, it's going to be really good because it's going to um, allow anybody, no matter you know their race or ethnicity, to be able to like go to school and if they want to wear their hair in braids or if they want to do dreadlocks or like my son wants to do his hair you know, in a mohawk and blue, he can do that. And he's still a straight A student. He could still achieve, you know, all his, um, all his duties as a student, but he can also be having fun and express himself. According to an article written by Jody Manning, she wrote, American history has developed a focus on the individual, emphasizing the display or the modification of one's outer appearance as a public display of one's own ideals, values, and beliefs. Do you think our outer appearance, specifically the color of our hair, is a physical embodiment of our personality, interests, and beliefs? Or do you think that's an outdated ideology? I think it's an outdated ideology because I think you can still express yourself and you can still be, you know, beautiful in hot pink hair or orange or blue or, you know, in or shave it off if you want, whatever it is that you want. And you can still go to work and be, you know, a lawyer, a cosmetologist, uh, any type of professionalism. You can still achieve all that and still look as you want. The last thing we want to talk about is how between men and women, women are more so likely to get their hair colored. Using an article published by Rose Wheats, hair is considered a social con construct that is deeply connected to the identities of women. Although this shifts our conversation to the perspective of solely a woman, it has been an interesting topic for recent generations. Would you say women use their hair as a way to establish an identity? Yes, I think um, just uh, making yourself feel comfortable and uh, you know, doing what makes you feel happy and um, and just what you desire. I think it's a good thing that's changed as time. You know, you're able to express yourself in a better way and do what makes you happy. Great of you to join us today, Yasley. Thank you for having me. Before we start, would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners and how you got into the arts? Uh, hi, my name is Yasi Gonzalez, and uh, I've always been into art, and I've always been creating and drawing ever since I was little, and I hope to do, to pursue that in the future. We're so happy that you agreed to have an interview with us today. As you know, we are curious on the aspects of the connection between hair coloring and art. As someone who has dyed their hair on multiple occasions, 
Would you say there is an indeed connection between hair coloring and art? Uh, I do think there is a connection because uh, it takes like a lot of technique and a lot of practice and a lot of learning just as you would through art because um, art is not just, it can be something that you just do, but it takes practice and skill and patience. And I feel like hair coloring also takes patience as well. After spending so much time isolated at home during a pandemic, people tend to color their hair out of impulse. This is truly, this is especially true for younger people. For the most part, self-influenced hair coloring in younger generations is an impulsive decision that can have a both good or bad outcome. Can you tell us about the time where you dyed your hair and it didn't go to plan as you expected? You had to improvise? What influenced your decision to dye your hair? Uh, so there was one time in which I messed up my hair and it was, I was trying to dye my hair before uh, New Year's and I wanted like a burgundy red color and then I bought the wrong hair dye. And I came out like a really like bright, bright, bright red color. So then I tried to buy like a darker version of the same hair dye. But it didn't give me that color that I wanted. So I just, I just kept with the bright red hair. <laughs> and honestly, I kind of liked the way it turned out. And I didn't, I didn't. I didn't hate it, okay? I didn't hate it, and I liked the way it came out. And what influenced me to dye my hair was I kind of always wanted to dye my hair and express myself through coloring, but my parents never let me until I was 18 because whenever my sister was 18, she dyed her hair, and they're like, oh, we have to stay consistent. So it was just kind of something I've always wanted to do but never could. So that's what kind of influenced my decision. As an artist, would you say hair coloring became an obsession or an attempt to feed an impulse? Or what's your take on that? Um, I think it can be a bit obsessive because you have to constantly keep doing it. Like fixing the roots or the color fades out and you have to change it again. But I think it can also feed an impulse because I know a lot of people um, impulsively like dye their hair like after a breakup or something happens to them and they just feel the need to change themselves so i think it can be it goes hand in hand together another thing i found from the internet is i found a hairstylist i'm not sure if you know her or not her name is ursula goff and she said i tend to color hair much the same way i color a canvas using the same sorts of color application techniques and identical color theory as an artist do you feel the same way how hair coloring is very much similar to actual painting or doing something on an art canvas? I do agree with that because I know that you have to find colors that suit your complexion or what looks good on you and just like and then kind of I know I have red hair right now so I kind of wear more greens to kind of complement that because they're complementary colors so I do think that coloring can correlate with how you paint on a canvas. Now I want to mention something I found from the Minnesota School of Cosmetology and they said hairstyling is often referred to as live performance art. As with arts forms like stage acting and live music, hairstyling doesn't always go as planned. Even when you plan, practice, and prepare, there is still always a chance that something unexpected will happen and throw you 
your art into chaos. It will, it will be your creativity, intuition, and ability to improvise using various techniques that will allow you to thrive and succeed in these surprising and often stressful situations. Would you agree with the, this interpretation where if you make a mistake, you just go with the flow and end up with something as good or even better than your expectations? Uh, yes, I do agree with that because like I said before, I had that super, super, super red hair and I just went with it. Um, I, did, I did try to change it like early on, but it just didn't work out. So I just accepted it and improvised and just started liking it more. And yeah, I think it's good to accept and things do go wrong sometimes, that is true. Because I know my aunt, she said that she wanted like purple hair and then it came out like green. She just, you know, she just went with it. So I think that's pretty cool. So yeah, I do agree with that. According to an article written by Jody Manning, she wrote American History has developed a focus on the individual emphasizing the modification of one's outer appearance as a public display of one's own ideals, values, and beliefs. Do you think our outer appearance, specifically the color of our hair, is a physical embodiment of our personality, interests, and beliefs? Is this an outdated ideology? Um, it could be a little outdated because I don't know if I agree if someone's appearance can uh, correspond with their beliefs. But I know for me personally, I think hair color does correspond with my interests. And maybe my personality, I don't know. I don't know if I could speak for myself on that part. But definitely my interests, because I'm into art, and I'm into painting, and I'm into creating. And that's kind of what I do with my hair, is I want to reflect myself with my hair. But in terms of beliefs, I don't know if you could say like, oh, someone has blue hair, that means they like this, 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 and this. But I do think, I do agree with the other two. So it is a little outdated, but I also agree with it. And with one last question, how do you explain or what is your opinion on hair is the physical embodiment of who, who you are, and what you make yourself of? I think hair is just what you make it. It's one of the main focal points whenever you see a person. But I don't think it's everything. I think it's just kind of like a fun thing to play around with and have fun with it. As our podcast comes to its near end, how do you guys feel about the discussions we had with Ms. Fuentes and Yasli? I think that our discussion with Yasli was extremely informational, especially from two younger viewers or people who are in high school and want to dye their hair and they don't really want to go and get it done professionally because we learned from her interview that she had her own ups and downs when she was dyeing her hair. You know, what should have been a burgundy color turned into this bright red color and she kind of just improvised with what she was, what she did to herself and then she just embraced it and made it part of her personality, you know. She was, she was known as a girl with the bright red hair I'm not sure that she wanted to be known as that, but it came out that way. And um, so I think her dyeing her own hair kind of just gives her the liberty and more self-expression put into it as compared to maybe going to a professional. 
On the other hand, it may not be the best option because sometimes teenagers don't know work, don't know how to work with bleach and chemicals. But it is a way to express yourself and and say that you did that to yourself, and it was your own vision put into it. And I think that I learned that we are not entirely glued to what our hair represents. Um, yeah, it's just a small part of our physical embodiment, but there's still other factors to be kept in mind, like our sense of fashion or style and the way maybe we want to style our hair, not specifically just the color, but there's other factors to be kept in mind whenever you're thinking of what is the physical embodiment of your personality and interests, and I don't think it's just solely tied to the color of your hair. Um, for Ms. Fuentes' interview, um, I found a way, you know, to understand that be cautious of everything that is put in your hair. You know, they take control of that. Um, in other hand, you know, instead of you not knowing what to put on your hair or like, how do you do this? How do you do that? Um, professionals like Ms. Fuentes, um, she makes it, you know, a clear way to tell us what is right and what is wrong and how much you can put on your hair and what can't go on your hair. Um, for example, like I got my hair done and I decided to do it with someone professional because I did not want to ruin it or make it look some way I did not want it to look. And um, I feel like I just connected so much with what she said that, you know, helped why it should done, it should be done the professional way. Um, there's a lot of things she mentioned that we weren't aware of, you know, that people don't actually think about. It's not just about, oh, I'm going to do my hair this color. It's going to go like this. You know, there's some things that have time. Like you can't just go from a blonde color to a dark color in a matter of minutes. There's a time and process for that and for your hair to come out you know, a good way and not later have consequences about it falling off. I like how our all-encompassing question was how hair coloring embodies who we are. And yes, it does, but that's not the entirety of it, like Victoria mentioned. So through our outer appearance, through our fashion, through how we stand, you have to look at holistically because art can only do so much, but it's with the person to determine what it means. Throughout this podcast, our main focus was to see the art of hair coloring from others' perspectives. We learned several things about hair coloring that we didn't know before the interviews and later, as hosts reflected on them. We hope you were able to understand the meaning and reason behind the art of hair coloring. Show your story or cope through your realization journey. That's it for today's podcast, and we'd like to thank you for tuning in to To Die For.